This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support and BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get, get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to and the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support so communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better com slash vibe. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. 
you deserve the healing and you are not alone there are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety depression trauma all of these things and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore so visit betterhelp.com vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash vibe and that discount code will get you 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Um, I just did a, an Instagram live a little bit ago. Uh, today is Friday, November 6th when I'm recording this. I'm not sure when I'm going to actually put this out. I actually have a couple episodes that I need to put out, but um, I just did an IG live tarot reading and it was insane. I, yeah, I... I I'm talking about it on here because I know some of the messages that came through are for people who are in toxic relationships. Um, I'm personally not in a toxic relationship right now, so all of the messages that came through were just like purely for people who are in physically abusive relationships, mentally, spiritually, manipulative relationships, um, emotionally. manipulative um and i'm sorry if any of you are but the reading was really really powerful and at the end like my favorite transition card came out right at the very end when i pulled one final final message from spirit so if you um and and the reading was just like so positive and like so many like beautiful beautiful messages came through so i um i recommend going and watching it it's on my ig tv and it's like a 30 minute live reading um and it'll be up there forever so uh i'm super excited to start this episode because this one's been cooking within me for a little while um the last week i've had some mental health issues going on and I know that I'm not alone here because we're in the time of the election and just Scorpio season in general um you know Scorpio season is like this secretive dark shadow silence type energy and it's 
it's got me to curl into a hermit a hermit kind of hermit card mode um and it's funny like before I came on here to record this episode I was like I was like wow I've been so I've been so in hermit mode and I haven't really been talking to many people about what I'm going through except for my therapist and I mean I'm in full-blown love with my therapist at this point um she is just like the coolest woman she really gets me and she is not like your typical therapist she's more of like a life coach and therapist but um yeah, it took me a long, long time to find a good therapist who really vibes with me. But um, what I was saying is that so before I came on to to record this podcast, I've I've been thinking about how how it's funny that I I have a podcast where I talk about my mental health and what I'm going through, and it's very personal. But I don't share this information with like really anyone in my reality like in my real in-person life because I think that there's a huge difference between exposing yourself to the people in your life in your physical reality because sometimes they don't want to know um sometimes friendships and connections are better off Um, with more of like a surface level approach because you don't want to tell everyone in your life everything that you're going through and kind of dump everything on everyone because first of all everyone's going through a lot and if we were all dumping dumping our deepest darkest shadowy moments and mental health you know pitfalls and roller coaster rides it it would just it wouldn't really make those relationships all enjoyable or pleasant it would kind of like inject this layer of of intense emotion and sometimes our relationships to to our friends or family or roommates they need to just feel lighthearted they need to just feel like you know you're just living your life you're just going through the motions you know nothing crazy to me that's 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 a good place to be sometimes like it's it's like a safety um a safety net like you have these friendships that you know they don't know all of your deepest darkest secrets they they know some things but they they don't need to know absolutely everything because i feel like that that's a way of protecting ourselves and protecting others um i feel like i've been really trying and I I talk about this a lot, but I've been trying to take some steps out of the deep end of shadow work. And what I've realized is that since I've been deep in the trenches of, of shadow work and, you know, listening to all of these like very, very deep conceptual consciousness podcasts, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the term kundalini awakening, but I was just talking to someone on Instagram who is kind of like a bipolar a bipolar disorder advocate and like researcher almost because I know that they have bipolar, but um basically long story short just to get into this <laughs> this episode um I think that I have some bipolar tendencies and 
I'm sure that many people who aren't diagnosed with bipolar have moments in their lives where their moods go up and down, their happiness meter goes skyrocketing, and then their depression meter goes all the way down. Um, But for me, the last week, it's been exactly a week, I've been dealing with very, very strong gusts of emotional um, chaos. You know, one day I'll feel like I'm high on drugs and I'm not. I'm I'm sober. I don't even drink. The only thing I ever drink is like those hard kombuchas, which is just kombucha. So yesterday when I had my therapy session with my um, with my amazing therapist, I kind of went through all of my symptoms and my ups and downs and I like I basically took like some serious serious notes this week on my moods my triggers um things that I feel feel could have triggered this this episode and what we came down to is and it's interesting because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about mental health and bipolar and um all these things my favorite podcast that I've been listening to is with Dr. Rick Hansen and his son, Forrest Hansen. So they have a podcast together and it's literally, it makes me so happy just listening to these two guys. Sorry if you can hear my cat running around and being loud. She's just playing and having a good old time, <laughs> loving life. Um, so... Dr. Rick Hansen and his son, Forrest Hansen, they have an amazing podcast, and he he combines neuroscience, Buddhism, and psychology, and they have, you know, several episodes where they, they take deep dives into, like, these neuro, neurological and psychological kind of issues, um, and when they were describing, you know, bipolar disorder, and there's type 1, there's type 2... And I'm going to go through, I'm just going to explain what they are. Maybe you guys resonate, but um, after listening to the episode, I realized that I think I have um, type 2 bipolar. Um, So basically, I feel like I've kind of had like a hypomanic mania episode the last week, and it's... It's really interesting because, listen, when, 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 when somebody says, oh, yeah, I have bipolar or I have, like, borderline personality disorder or I have, um, I have major depressive disorder, most of the time when you look at someone who says that they have, like, a really, you know, um, intense disorder or mental illness – for the most part, they, they probably look healthy and fine on the outside, but that's because they're doing, they're working so hard to, um, to hide the fight and to hide the stress and to hide the loudness that's happening within them. So I want to just let you guys know that if you're struggling with bipolar or any of these things that I'm talking about, I understand how challenging it is to um, keep it in and and not you know show everybody around that you're that you're going through these like really intense high and low 
moods. Um, it's hard to find stability and um, a big part of my coping mechanism when I have these like high and low moments is just isolation and resorting to even even a, even a deeper hermit mode kind of kind of phase um, because for me it's like well I don't want anyone to see me angry or freaking out or you know it's it's best that I just breathe and chill alone so that I don't scare people or so that I don't make people feel uncomfortable and that's you know that comes with also a host of of things um, I'm sure that many of you are people pleasers or codependent um, and you, uh, you, you get triggered when you have any type of altercation or miscommunication with someone or, um, you know, words have gotten lost in translation or your message hasn't gotten across properly or maybe somebody has labeled you in some way. That can be a huge trigger for bipolar. Um, so yeah, I, I have many things that I think triggered it, but also it's just there's there's a lot of of dark and deep energy right now in, in Scorpio season. So basically, um, Dr. Rick Hansen says that even intensely joyous or positive moods can be triggering for someone who is emotionally vulnerable. And that could actually trigger a manic or a main hypomania episode. Um, he says that type one bipolar is, you know, major depressive episodes with two weeks or longer um, episodes of highs and lows and a background feeling of worthlessness or sadness. But the the two weeks or longer is a, a big kind of part of bipolar one that means that the the swings of the mood um last longer so that's 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 type one type two is major depression with hypomanic hypomanic episodes which last less than the normal um amount of of manic episodes uh, and it's it's more of a dialed down thing. And then he said cyclo, cyclophimic disorder um, or hypomania episodes combined with depressive episodes that don't fit the full criteria for major depression, but it's still significant in their life and they have waves of anger. And then there's bipolar not otherwise specified um, this was really interesting that he he said in, in one in the podcast all about bipolar he said bipolar oftentimes has a direct link and connection to genius instincts in people highly creative and, and intuitive people who are sensitive to energy and high iq folks um, artists and creatives tend to be a large population of patients who have bipolar um, and this is you know this is super interesting because People who are artistically, you know, gifted or spiritually gifted, um, they might have just a lot of energy coming through, a lot of communication with, with a higher realm. You know, people who are really tapped into spirituality can have these 
these super, super high cracked open moments and then these super, super low in the trenches, like um, quicksand moments. And I'm going to bring it back to what I was saying before about how I was talking to this guy on Instagram who is a bipolar kind of advocate. He was talking to me and he said that by the sound of what I was explaining to him, and he was looking at my posts and what I talk about and what I write about. He said, it could be that I'm going through a quote unquote Kundalini awakening. And what that is, is, you know, a, a cracking open of, of consciousness of shadow. And that's what I mean when I say like, I've, I sometimes feel like I need to take a breather and I need to, I need to go back to the shallow end of the pool so I can just like, you know, chill, have fun, be more lighthearted. Um, but once you've cracked the egg, you can't really go back. That's, that's also another, um, thing that, that Dr. Rick Hansen says. And I love that because it's true. Once you crack open the egg, you can't fucking put it back in the egg. That's how I feel about shadow work. Once we wake up to, um, all of the, the shadow and the darkness that, you know, our conditioning and our programming. And I, I say this, this lightly because I've already talked about this in a previous episode. Um, so if this topic really strikes your interest, the whole, how awakening and Kundalini awakening can, can be dark. Like it's, it's, there's also a very, very deep layer of darkness within that because it's like a, it's like you can't escape the epiphanies and it's like, it's almost like you're living in this like spiritual vertigo and you're just like, whoa, whoa, everything's too intense. I'm getting way too many messages. I'm having way too many epiphanies. I just want to feel boring and basic for a day, (laughs) you know, like, is that even possible? I don't, I don't think you can really go back, but if that stuff interests you, I recommend going back and listening to Buddhism makes me less of an asshole, that episode And a lot of you guys have messaged me saying that that episode really resonated with you because I talk a lot about family and shadow and dynamics and, you know, awakening to what is, which can be very depressing and accepting what is and allowing our family to to be where they are and to not force relationships into something. And with that, with that acknowledgement and that inner wisdom of just meeting everything where it's at that can come with like a really intense layer of depression because it's like well I guess things are never gonna be the way that I wish or I guess things are never gonna be um you know this way with with my family member with my sister or like whatever it is for you it's like within within the knowing comes uh, a little bit of a jarring you know backlash because it's like oh well then that then then comes the grieving so I I did want to talk about this and I I, again I talk about grieving in that episode too The, the Buddhism makes me less of an asshole but this this came up again yesterday um, with my therapy appointment, and I, I I share I don't share everything that I talk to my therapist about. Obviously, that would be like way too much, but I feel like this is a huge part of 
shadow work and I'm assuming a lot of you guys are kind of dealing with this too is grieving relationships and grieving um things that will never really happen again like I was telling her how I really do miss my mom and I do miss living with her but living with her was very very toxic very unhealthy because of her husband because of of my stepdad and um I know that I will not ever, you know, live with her again unless I, unless, you know, worst case scenario, like I have to go live with her because of financial reasons or because I can't find a place to live or whatever. Um, But I deep down inside know that I will never live with her again. Um, And it's, it's a hard pill to swallow and it's really it's really rough and um, depressing to to think of that and this this thing this this idea that I've been you know kind of lingering in is this this feeling of homesickness this feeling of like I don't know if you ever feel like this but your soul feels homesick for a place that you don't even know what it is you know like um temporarily where I am right now I'm subletting and I it does feel like home but there's a big part of me that feels really disconnected from from where I'm living right now um I don't really have any friends here um I communicate with the majority of the the people in my life on Instagram you know you guys DM me or you email me or like whatever that's you know I, I, that's and that's the reality that a lot of us are living I mean a lot of us are not socializing in person so I'm not the only one but this homesickness is like this longing um to live at home and I feel like that's part of the shadow work and the inner child healing so the inner child is still very much part of us and it's kind of like that inner child is like frozen and stuck and in t- back in time when when um when things started to go haywire whatever age that might have been that's like the frozen in time inner child and that inner child is just longing and craving um for things to go back to the way that it was before shit got really fucked up so for me in my personal inner child healing journey my inner child is frozen in time um when my parents were together when i when we lived in you know my childhood home and everything was fine and then you know all of a sudden we find out i i found out in a very very um i don't want to say toxic but it was just an unhealthy way to communicate that my parents were getting divorced it was like very secretive it was very it was held away from me I was you know really young maybe like eight maybe eight nine ten I'm not really sure um and I found out just in a very bizarre way and it was because my parents were ashamed and they were scared and they were just trying to do their best and they didn't want to hurt me and my sister but um now looking back I I realized that my inner child is still very very loud within me and she screams at me and she's triggered a lot and a big part of the triggers um is feeling secure and safe at home 
and feeling taken care of and feeling um, like I have a clean and safe home to live in. This is why I have such a problem with with messy people or like my dad's a hoarder, which I talked a lot about in that episode. Buddhism makes me less of an asshole. Um, so it's like all of our triggers, they they come from and they're rooted from that wounded inner child. And that inner child is whenever whenever a trigger comes into our adult life and our adult path, that inner child says, oh my God, no, like remember when that happened over here and then they they come through and they, they make us feel unsafe in all of these these new relationships and these new situations in our adult life because we're comparing them to the past, you know, the frozen past. And so I realized, you know, that's where I'm at and I I definitely I'm grieving. I'm grieving living with my mom because I, I, I really do miss living with her. She's amazing. She's, she's, I, you know, it's just the dynamic that she has going on with her husband is, is toxic and it's, it's not healthy for me to be around or really anyone to be around. Yesterday I went to the thrift store and <laughs> what I realized is that the moment I walked into this thrift store, I felt like my spirit guides were like screaming at me and saying, this is a safe space. You know, like thrift stores are safe spaces. So if you think about it, it's like everything is there for people who are, you know, they don't make a lot of money. Whoever's shopping there really admires getting new things, but maybe their funds, you know, it's, it's a very um, emotionally charged place because all of these items that are in the thrift store, and this is like a superstore, so they have furniture, they have glassware, they have trinkets, they have records, they have clothes, they have an entire book section, an entire furniture, and like, you know, random, random ass shit. Um, they even had like an electronic section with, with like old computers and stuff. Um, but when you walk into a place like this, you can feel the energy that's that all these items are holding. I mean, they've been in homes, they've been in households, and a lot of these items are old and vintagey, and um, you never know what you're gonna find. So I feel like if you're going through a moment or a phase of depression or of anxiety of uncertainty of feeling disconnected from your spirit guides or you know you don't even have to go to the thrift store to buy anything like it's just an experience I literally I'd got two things I spent two (laughs) dollars but I spent like an hour or two there um and it was just really nice I looked at all the books and I got so many messages and signs and synchronicities it's like you know that's when I I realized that when you walk into a thrift store, I feel like it's kind of like a portal and it connects you to your spirit guides really, really quickly. It's it's almost like your spirit guides just kind of like hang out there um, because they feel safe, because they feel like, okay, all this energy, all these, you know, possessions that, you know, 
that that are that are special to people like they didn't want to throw them away they, they donated them because they had the feeling that somebody else could could benefit from from these items um that's that's very special to to notice you know like oh like these items are old but they they hold a lot of meaning and they're sacred um so yeah connecting to your spirit guides go to your thrift store let me know what happens um let's see i have so many notes in here um silver linings oh yeah silver linings so what i was talking about before with the bipolar thing and how how like really intuitive spiritual artistic kind of people may have bipolar or other mental illnesses um a silver lining is that you get the opportunity to connect with spirit or with with source or with your higher power and not not everybody in this world is going to get that experience in this lifetime and i feel like if you can connect to that insight and you have that capability that's that's almost like kind of winning a version of the lottery but with that with that lottery ticket also comes some some darkness because you know with 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 awakening comes darkness and there's actually two episodes that i made last year the magical darkness of awakening part one and part two and i i do talk a lot about that as well i was at a different part in my journey but it still definitely resonates um it was around after the 1212 portal and and then january and at that time i was receiving so many messages because this is before covid hit but i was receiving so many messages from from my spirit guide saying get the fuck out of philly move in with your mom and and even though she lives with my stepdad um and i got all these messages saying focus on your health focus on your health focus on your physical health just just go you need to retreat you need to focus on your health everything everything you can you can you can build your life anywhere but my health was really really declining and I think that that was like a huge sign from the universe and kind of like preparing me for COVID because then a month and a half later, COVID hit. Um, and I was safe and sound living at my mom's in Florida, even though I was living in a toxic, you know, environment around my stepdad, I was still safe. I was still taken care of and I was able to save money and focus on my health. So, um, I was watching a tarot reading the other night by one of my favorite tarot readers. Her name's Wendy Bones on 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 uh, sorry YouTube. She's fucking awesome. I love her energy so much. But um, what she was saying is that what we need to focus on is peace and pleasure. Um, I don't know if you're a Sagittarius or a Scorpio rising, but I'm a Scorpio rising and I'm a Sagittarius sun. And I think I was watching either one of those readings. Um, but yeah, that really rung true with me because peace, peace internally and externally in all of my relationships, that's like number one for me right now. Because I know that when I get in these moods and these like up and down, up and down moods, and I know that I'm not alone. Everybody has up and down moods, but I feel like um, 
the fact that I'm, you know, kind of figuring out if I do have bipolar 2 um, or ADHD because I get really, really hyperactive and it's like I can't stop, you know, I can't stop doing, I can't stop going, go, go, go. It's like even though I know I need to lie down and meditate or take a break, um, I literally like can't and it feels like there's a lot of energy like within my body that's like kind of vibrating and I think that's also kind of going hand in hand with what that guy was saying with the kundalini awakening um, but yeah the peace and pleasure thing that really 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 rung true with me um, I'm just going down in my notes your mind is your sanctuary and I know that this is a quote that Viktor Frankl has written about he is a holocaust survivor and he wrote a book about you know living through Auschwitz and how he explained that your mind's a sanctuary and no one can actually get inside of your mind and like push buttons and turn dials and turn on switches and you know press buttons and shit like like nobody has the capability of actually physically going into your mind and with that there's a lot of liberation because it's like oh I own my mind you know like nobody else actually can physically grasp my mind nobody you can talk to a therapist and they can you can explain to them everything that's going through your mind but there's still that that sacred that sacredness of you know you best you know your energy best and um the fact that our mind is a sacred place and nobody can fuck with it you know like obviously we let the media fuck with our minds we let people fuck with our minds you know if we're in a toxic relationship or a manipulative relationship um we let that person kind of fuck with our head because we are we just want love we just want you know to feel good we want to feel like we have someone to connect to we want to feel good and that's completely normal um I feel like if you're in a toxic relationship and you're you're scared of being alone, it's like I really encourage you to go watch the IG live or the IGTV reading because I, I go deep, deep in this. But it's like what's worse, staying with someone and feeling kind of like chained and like not able to express yourself or maybe they don't maybe they don't respect you, maybe they treat you kind of poorly, or maybe they don't respect your time, maybe they lie to you, maybe they're acting sketchy or shady, maybe they don't, they don't make you feel good, like when you're around them, your self-worth doesn't feel like it's thriving. Is that like something to stay in? Like what's worse, you know, being alone or being with someone who makes you feel really miserable and not good about yourself? So, I mean, I've been single for about four years and I'm, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, again, I, I feel like my, my moods go up and down, happiness and depression, the, the meters of those two, it's really hard for me to define to this like baseline of just like coasting. But when I say that I feel like I'm happier than I've ever been, I do mean it because um, for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm completely detached from codependency and like when I was when I was younger like a few years ago I was like obsessed with trying to like find a guy who 
who like loved me and who like was obsessed with me and who treated me well like I was like that hopeless romantic like um fantasy land you know like oh like this guy's you know this guy's so into me when he really wasn't you know um and this was just a few years ago so it's like not even that long ago but I feel like a completely different person um I used to get really really tied into these these short-term relationships with dudes who I I would just like hand over all my power and I would you know if they didn't text if they didn't text me I would completely like my mood would completely plummet that's that's codependency um and what I want to say is that if if you're moving into a new chapter of your life into this more like single life let's just say single isolated new chapter like new fresh energy like nobody can fuck with me I'm just by myself there's something really beautiful about that energy because with that comes like this magic dark phase and magic dark is a term that I get from Lacey Phillips work with manifestation um she kind of like coined that term but the magic dark phase can come in many different you know modalities or times in our life like a magic dark can be after we come out of a relationship and now we're just totally single and the birds are chirping and we don't think anybody's going to come through or the magic dark phase can come when we're kind of in transition of finding a new career finding a new job or you know we've applied to like a lot of gigs or a lot of jobs and now we're kind of just like playing the waiting game so I I feel like I'm kind of in a magic dark phase right now and the birds are definitely chirping Um, but the but the birds are chirping loud I feel like the birds are chirping and that's like our spirit guides like sending signs and synchronicities and like I seriously feel like it's been raining synchronicities and I feel like it's actually normal to be so tapped in that you see all these synchronicities happening all the time. I think maybe it's not so normal for a human soul to be walking around on earth and like not have all these like synchronicities pouring into their lives because that means that maybe they're living in some dimension that's really like disconnected to where the soul came from and like for me like consistently like having synchronicities and signs and you know like when I went to the bookstore when I went to the thrift store it was like all these messages it's like overwhelming and you kind of get this like soul vertigo you're just like oh my god like everything's too intense um but that's our spirit guides and like higher self trying to communicate with us that like either we're on the right path like yes do the thing yes go for it yes do this yes leave the relationship um yes apply for that job like like what the fuck do you have to lose type energy you know and if we're not tapped in to all the synchronicities and messages that are going on around us then that means that we're kind of just like lost in our head and stuck in the past and you know future tripping um I so I have Truman show written down. Oh, so when yeah, so when all the synchronicities happen and you're kind of in that like um that like 
vertigo, like, whoa, I'm dizzy, like, this is so intense kind of mode, it kind of has that feeling of, like, the Truman Show. And it's, like, I've had moments where where a lot of synchronicities will come through and I, like, l- start laughing out out loud. And I'm just, like, you can't make this shit up. Like, or I'll, like, look up in the sky and be, like, you know, laughing. Like, there's somebody up there looking at me and just, like, kind of, you know, watching. Like, I'm like I'm just an entertainment to them, you know? Like, it's, it's like, funny. It's comical. Um, the way that our spirit guides can can come through in these messages, it's like funny. They're they're comedians up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's crazy. The Truman Show is such a trip, and that's what it feels like when when you have all these things like conversations and um, you know just symbols and moments where you're like there's something higher that's trying to communicate with me, you know? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life. So therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so. And I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives 
us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, So if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, Whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com vibe. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. It's true. It can, it can feel pretty trippy at times. Um, I have written down hyperactive soul. Yeah, I mean, that's an ADHD, bipolar, hyperactive soul. I feel like that's also kind of like, it reminds me of like the hungry ghost kind of archetype. Like with awakening, we we can find ourselves really like caught up in our, in our shit. And we, we realize like, whoa, I'm like, grasping I'm I'm craving I'm I I, it's like I constantly need something to feel good or I'm constantly hungry or not not in like a literal sense but you could also you know eat food and just like never feel full or you can you know for me like the whole shadow work thing and feeling like I'm too deep in the trenches too in too deep it's like I'll binge on all these you know, spirituality podcasts and deep, deep stuff. 
that gets me spinning. It gets me spinning. And it's like, whoa, it's like, how do you slow down from there? And I feel like that constant craving to listen to something else, to, to listen to something new is like, that's kind of, you know, that's also a form of grasping. Um, you know, the other night, so, so it was like five or six days of this, this feeling like I had like this hypomania kind of internally like buzzing bipolar kind of energy and I was like this is crazy I'm not sleeping I'm not eating a lot like and that those are two main main factors in a hypomanic um, bipolar kind of episode too is not sleeping a lot not eating a lot and having a lot of energy and I've had a lot of energy I, I went on I went on a run like three days in a row and like I know for me that's not normal and then I also had a night where I wrote for like five hours because I'm writing um I'm writing a chapter of a book um I can't really say what it is but it's I don't know when it's coming out but it's it's a book and I got asked to write a chapter of it so I'm like in the process of writing a chapter of this book and it's like I couldn't stop writing and it got to the point where I was like make it stop you know turn turn my brain off and that was like that was the moment where I was like wow I I don't have any control over this this feels different this feels like bipolar you know like this feels like it's it's intrusive it's it's invasive that's that's the kind of energy and it's like I couldn't even sleep without getting some words out. I, I literally was like writing in my iPhone notes at like five in the morning or like waking up at like seven in the morning and like I needed to get some words out. And it's like that's that's overwhelming and it's just not like pleasant kind of to be in that energy. So that's yeah, that's what I realized. And so after that kind of six days of that, um, I decided I'm going to take people are so loud outside it like severely pisses me off um so I decided to take a CBD edible and I think that there's like a small trace of THC in it because it's delta delta 8 so it was like a delta 8 CBD gummy so I think it has like a little bit of THC in it so it's a hybrid and I had the smallest the tiniest bit piece of it and when I tell you I spun out, I fucking spun out. I had just more more anxiety, more panic, more uneasiness. But what came from that like experience um, was I wrote down all of my triggers. I wrote down all the things that I feel like I need to do in order to get out of this bipolar, hyperactive soul type situation that I that I'm in. And one of those things is I need to stop listening to so many podcasts. It's it's too much. It's overload of information. It's overload of deep conceptual information. You know what I mean? Less is more. And I feel like our brains can only absorb so much. And then when the brain has reached its, its limit, I feel like that's when the body starts to go haywire and the nervous system starts to freak out and... For me, it's like when I get in that mode, it feels like my insides are fluttering. 
you know, like my, my heart's fluttering. I feel nervous. I feel uneasy. I can't just sit down. That's a problem. You know, that's, that's a problem. Having, having these days where you feel like super, super high and you're on drugs, you know, and you're talkative and you're creative and you're feeling great. And then the next day you're feeling like completely angry and bitter and like, so just like, so pissed off. Like, that to me, um, that to me is all of a reason for me to, to, to figure this out and just to see if I could, you know, get some help or talk to a psychiatrist or take the holistic route. I've been reading up a lot about um, holistic ways of healing bipolar and, you know, mood stabilizing ways holistically. And I've read that apparently amino acid therapy helps magnesium helps and also stopping caffeine altogether which I don't drink coffee anymore but I drink matcha and matcha does have you know a natural caffeinated kind of feel so I'm stopping that and I'm gonna see how that that helps um sex tea oh my god yeah so I don't want to make this episode too long but just to end a few things, um, I am celibate. I know I've talked about this a lot. I don't have sex. I haven't had sex in like a year and a half coming on. Yeah, like a year and a half. Um, and I'm fine with it. You know, I'm totally fine with it. I actually feel great. And I'm healing my sexual trauma and my sexual um assault and abuse that happened to me in college by cleansing my sexual cords um but I still have some cords connected to the last guy that I had sex with um which was a long time ago but that just proves that the body it takes a lot of time to heal and this is the first time in my in my you know adult life that I've been sexually cleansing that energy and um it's taking time so that's just that just goes to show that you know it doesn't take it it takes years to to finally heal from sexual trauma but um I have this sex tea from this company called your tea and they're like an Australian based tea company and I forgot that I had an entire box of of sex tea of, of it here and I the other night I decided okay I'm just gonna like drink the sex tea whatever it, it also is really good for digestion so that's why I was drinking it um and that night I had a sex dream and, and it was a wet dream you know and it's like these things they don't happen just like out of the blue um it was like my soul the subconscious part of ourselves like will make shit happen regardless of what we're doing like in our physical reality so like in my physical reality I'm pretty much starving myself of sex for a reason to cleanse you know how people go on like fasts or they go on juice cleanses or you know there's people who like have gone on like these wild like two-week no food fasts to like spiritually heal and physically heal and like whatever so that's what I'm doing with sex I think that's pretty normal 
Um, but my soul and my subconscious literally like took the steering wheel and, you know, gave me a wet dream. I feel like me making the sex tea was the tiniest intention and sign that my higher self needed in order to communicate with my higher self that that said that maybe I do need sex or maybe I do need pleasure. Um, And we live in a really weird time right now with COVID. Obviously, we're not just going to go and have sex with anyone. Um, Maybe you are. Maybe you still have one night stands. If you do, I hope that you um, wear protection or are just like safe. Um, No judgment. I used to have one night stands like all the time. Um, And that's why I am now celibate and I am cleansing years of toxic sex that traumatized my body and my nervous system. So that's that's where I'm at. So if you need to have sex dreams, maybe go buy some of that sex tea. This is not sponsored at all. I don't get paid from them. Um, I forgot that I even had that tea in my cupboard. Um, let's see what else last last notes. I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. Lots of bipolar notes. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you're dealing with these high and low, high and low, high and low, that in itself is very um, confusing to the nervous system. And I recommend honing in on optimism, ho- honing in on all of your sacred rituals, journaling, free writing, deep breathing. I've been listening to um, like YouTube high frequency um, hurts, uh, sounds on, when I go to bed, it's like, there's tons of them on YouTube. When I go to bed, that's what I listen to. Um, also the other night when I was having that panic attack kind of phase, I put on Bob's Burgers and it completely helped. Bob's Burgers is fucking hilarious and it just like made me really happy and made me feel comfortable. And I, I guess that's also kind of like, soothing the inner child you know like what can you do to just like remind yourself that you're not just this adult that's like out in the world like bare naked and unsafe and nobody's helping you and you're all alone you know like yeah we're all alone but like yeah we're all like going through the same shit and we have source and we have spirit and we have our guides and our passed on loved ones to come through and to help us um, so definitely connect to your inner child and put on cartoons, color, like do like these super, super basic things, you know, at the thrift store, they had like tons of brand new coloring books and children's books. And you could literally just go to the thrift store and hang out and like sit down and read some books. If you don't want to buy them, don't buy them. But Yeah, I'm just going to end it on that. Thrift stores are fucking portals to our spirit guides. We can find, we can find these silver linings and everything and, um, meditation, you know, even if you can't meditate for 20 minutes, maybe just five or six minutes, journaling, writing down all of your triggers, writing down all the things that are pissing you off, 
And also what's been helping me a lot is writing down all of the things that I'm like really, really grateful for at night. Very detailed things that, that have happened like during the day or during the week. Um, also writing lists of resources. So writing lists of people in my life who have reached out to me, who make me feel comfortable in who I am, who I know I can reach out to and talk to, whether it's on the phone or texting. Um, another thing that helps is virtual therapy groups. I always talk about it, Dharma Recovery. You can go online and find the entire Google Docs um, document that gives you all of the the Zoom links, and they have them like based on time. There's thousands of meetings, guys. You don't have to be an addict to go. You can be depressed, anxious, codependent, trauma survivor, eating disorder, alcoholic, drug drug addict, sex addict. Um, I've seen it all. So I'm gonna leave you with that. I hope that you can tune in to abundance your resources, your gratitudes, um, optimism, what things are working for you, and how can you nourish your body and your soul and your inner child. Uh, Make that your priority. All right.